0: Welcome to our fourth podcast for Thanks for Your Service. I'm David Hall. Thanks for Your Service is a news and information resource and the focus is on historical topics relating to the Australian Defence Force. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter. Just search for Thanks for Your Service. Our website is www.thanksforyourservice.net. You can also email us at infothanksforyourservice.net. In this podcast, we find out about the National Anzac Centre in Albany, Western Australia and learn about Everyman's Welfare Service. The National Anzac Centre is located in Albany in Western Australia. The centre was opened in 2014 and Matt Hammond, who is the manager of Albany Heritage Park, joins us on the line. Matt, many thanks for joining us.
1: Uh, not a problem, thanks for having me.
0: The National Anzac Centre, where is it and, and what is it?
1: So the Anzac Centre is in Albany, in Western Australia. Um, for those that don't know, Western Australia is on the western coast of Australia, and we're right down the bottom in, in the Great Southern region. Um, it was opened on the 1st of November 2014 by the Prime Ministers of Australia and New Zealand, and it's, it's essentially an award-winning facility that uses multimedia, interactive technology and historical artefacts to create a connection um, with those who served so it's it's largely about interpretive content and, and an interactive experience and it was developed by the WM Museum and the Australian War Memorial and uh, Visitors can come and experience the Anzac legend and um, Do that via a series of interactive visual and audible displays So it's, it's a museum in the traditional sense, but also a highly uh, interactive experience
0: Albany has special significance in World War One. What can you tell us about that?
1: Absolutely. So uh, we have a very special link to World War One. World War um, in uh, it was the first of November, nineteen fourteen, that two convoys of troops actually departed for the Great War from right here in Albany. They they gathered in in what is now called King George Sound. Uh, there, was, there was the first convoy uh, departing on the 1st of November and then another convoy departed on the 31st of December. So that, we've, we've always had that real strong connection um, given that the troops from both New Zealand and the east coast of Australia actually left from here. And Albany, for many of them, unfortunately, was the last piece of Australia that they saw. And
0: what can people expect when they visit the centre?
1: Okay, so as a visitor to the centre, um, it combines traditional museum display and exhibition techniques with highly interactive multimedia content. Um, to navigate this, you assume the identity of one of 32 actual service men or women and you follow their experience of the Great War. Um, this is from recruitment through to training and embarkation onto the convoys as well as what life was like during their time on the convoys and also uh, what they experienced in the conflicts at Gallipoli, the Middle East and the Western Front. And um, for those that were able to come home, uh, you learn about the difficulties they faced adjusting back into normal society. Um, And the essence of, of that experience is you receive a card and you're able to take that card around to different displays and it provides information about your character. And there's also an audio guide that provides a lot of information about the other traditional museum displays as well.
0: And with Albany, the, uh, obviously the, the military history predates World War I and the Princess Royal Fortress is, is near to you. What can you tell us about the role that the fortress played?
1: Okay, yeah, so the National Centre is actually located within the Princess Royal Fortress. And yeah, you're right, there's some rich history there. So I'll just step back a bit before World War I to provide a bit of context. So in 1791, uh, Captain Vancouver claimed the southern part of WA for the British Crown. And uh, as he was exploring along the coast, he, he stumbled across Princess Royal Harbour and King George Sound um, and claim them as probably the world's finest natural harbors. They're really protected. Um, So during the 19th century, uh, they found it as too much of a high risk to lose this port to an enemy because it was highly strategic. Um, So consequently, before Australia was even a country, so before Federation, um, all the states, all the colonies agreed to chip in to the construction of a fort, um, the Imperial British government supplied the guns and the, the Princess Royal Fortress was opened in 1893 and it's really one of the first examples of the federal defence of Australia.
0: And also the, the Desert Mounted Corps Memorial is located at Mount Clarence, what can you tell us about that memorial?
1: Uh, yes, uh, a very moving memorial. Uh, it's it's based on the uh, the light horse and New Zealand mounted rifles. It's it's a memorial to them, um, including the Imperial Camel Corps and the Australian Flying Corps. Um, it's actually a copy from the original memorial that was erected at Port Said in Egypt. Um, and I think that was unveiled on the 23rd of November, if I'm correct, in 1932 by by William Morris Hughes. Um, but unfortunately, it was reparably damaged during the Suez Crisis in 1956. So um, Australia managed to salvage the masonry um, from that from that uh, memorial and was re-erected on this on this site at Mount Clarence. So. Um, the, the masonry that stands at the top of Mount Clarence today is the original that stood in Port Said in Egypt, uh, but there is a recast of, of the horse statue on that sits above it. So, uh, And this is where we hold our, our Anzac Day Dawn service each year.
0: And in terms of the National Anzac Centre, what are the opening times uh, throughout the year?
1: Uh, so the National Anzac Centre is open every day of the year, and... Um, First entry is at 9am, so we open doors at 9am and we close at 5pm. But last, last entry is at 4pm because it is it is a quite a long experience. You need a few hours to do it. So every day of the year we're open.
0: And where else can people go to find out more about the centre?
1: Uh, best place will be our website and that is www.nationalanzaccentre.com.au and yeah that is a fantastic place to plan your trip to the precinct
0: and a very rich part of australian military history matt many thanks for your time today
1: not a problem thanks for having me
0: those who have served in the australian military might be familiar with the brew truck operated by everyman's welfare service everyman's has been providing welfare services for the military for over 75 years Joining us on the line from Bandiana, Victoria, is Chief Commissioner Ken Matthews from Everyman's Welfare Service. Ken, many thanks for joining us.
2: Thanks very much. Thanks for having me.
0: Ken, my memory, memories of Everyman's is during an army exercise, usually when you're tired and, and run down, and, and when a, a very kind bloke offering a cup of tea and some food from a back-and-old Land Rover, but it's, the service is much more than that, than that. What can you tell us about the service?
2: Yes, I think a lot of people uh, have to recognise, and I think a lot of people do recognise, it's about welfare. It's about uh, that person who's lonely, about that person who's suffering, about that person who's not really willing to go to a a chaplain or to a psych or someone like that knock on the door. Um, And that's probably most of us. I know I'm a bit like that. Uh, But the Everyman's Welfare Service gives someone who's going through a hard time an opportunity to just come up to the back of the truck you're just having a brew like everybody else. You can speak to the everyman quietly. And we've had a lot of times where we've um, had some very deep conversations. They don't happen every day, but uh, there are certainly times where I feel that we've, uh, we've really saved people's lives. You know, there's people who have come to us with, with major problems and we've been able to sort of uh, refer them on to the, uh, the chaplain and get their problems resolved. A lot of the time it's, um, you know, just, just missing their girlfriend or missing mum or missing the family or something like that, but they still need to have that chat. So I think the important thing to remember about everyman's in our, our history since 1940 is that we've been that uh, extra shoulder to cry on, that listening ear. Uh, we're not trained counsellors, but, in, in, you know, in our role, we don't really want to be that. We want to be someone who people can naturally approach and share a problem with.
0: Now, the service is over 75 years old. Can you tell us about its origins and the history of the service?
2: Yeah, certainly. Well, uh, it began in 1940, and when the war broke out, there was a group of people in the Christian community who actually said we've got to do something for these young men and women there are many who are signing on and many who aren't going to come home so they we are forgetting our, our sort of happy-go-lucky day and age how sad things were then my mum grew up during the second world war and uh, many people wrote their letters in every man's hut for the last time to their mums dads their wives their family and the Christian community felt we've just got to do something to just not sit in our hands and do something. And so to their credit, they you know got out of the four walls of their churches and went onto the bases and went cap in hand to the different commanders and said, do you mind if uh, we set up a, a tea and coffee room on, on base? And uh, certainly by, 19, by the end of the war, we had something like about 12 or 14 everyman huts dotted up along the eastern seaboard of Australia. Plus uh, our first Chief Commissioner, Len Buck, who actually did an overseas operation in the first brew truck to the Malay Peninsula and served there with uh, RAF Command Far East in the, in the brew truck until he had to eventually run away from the Japanese. So um, that's a little bit about how we started.
0: The, the headquarters are in Bandiana, Bandiana in Victoria. Where else are you located?
2: We're located in Melbourne, Sydney, uh, Kapooka, uh, around southeast Queensland, so we're on RAF Base Amberley, Canungra, uh, and also uh, in Victoria Barracks in the, in the city of Brisbane, and we're also at HMAS Cuttable, so um, we do serve the Navy and the Air Force as well, so we've had a long association with HMAS Cuttable, and with 23 squadron at Amberley, so uh, that gives you a bit of an idea of the spread that uh, we're in, we'd love to be in a lot more places, but of course uh, it's pretty hard to get every man's reps, they not the easiest people to get, but... Uh, and of course at Bandiana. So um, yeah, certainly we do our best to uh, spread ourselves as far and as wide as we can.
0: And and recently you've also deployed overseas. Where are you now? or Where have you been um, uh, over the last couple of years?
2: Well, we actually deploy overseas uh, overseas to the United Arab Emirates, to the Al Minhead Air Base, and we run a recreation centre there. That's something that only kicked off in the last couple of years. The um, Chief Commissioner of the Red Shield Defence Services and myself went to see the Chief of Defence, actually, and we've just been a little bit concerned over uh, a number of years since probably the days of uh, the solomons we hadn't actually deployed anyone overseas at all and that yet that was part of the traditional role of uh, the everymans over many years and that uh, we also were having a lot of uh, return servicemen and women coming back saying you know i was in afghanistan where were you guys and they were expecting us to be there and um so thankfully the uh, current chief of defense said yes i'll uh, have you over there so we went to um, uh, the United Arab Emirates. At the moment, there's a Salvation Army rep there. So what we do is we have the Salvation Army and then we have the Everymans and we do like a four-month rotation with each person. Uh, the last Everyman over there was George Thomas. And in fact, he features in uh, the current Army News, which is interesting, anyone wants to read that. But um, he um, went over there and uh, we're starting to also do forward moves as well. So he, uh, George ac- actually um, managed to get to Afghanistan and uh, see some of our ADF personnel there. Uh, for a couple of weeks uh, in that area. And we're hoping that, uh, when, you know, provided it's safe and everything, that uh, we can also do forward moves into Iraq as well. So we'd be based in the UAE, and we'll be serving the, um, uh, you know, not only our own uh, ADF there, but also our allies and other people there, the Brits and the Americans and so on with uh, welfare. And also hopefully we'll be able to just get opportunity to see those guys serving at their front line in Afghanistan and Iraq as well.
0: And how many people are in the service?
2: Well, we only have 19 people all up, so uh, a lot of people think we're much bigger than that. They think, oh, you know, they kind of assume, I guess, we're on every base, and uh, that would be wonderful. I'd love to be able to spread us uh, f- uh, further, but uh, we are a volunteer organisation, so apart from people who work in the office, um, our, all of our representatives are volunteers. We have to um, raise sponsorship from uh, separate locations to be able to do the work we do. So um, uh, that's why there's a, a small number. We could have many more, um, uh, on many bases, uh, particularly Army bases, and, and actually Air Force and, and, Armour, Air, and Navy as well. We could have many more people, but uh, we aren't at this stage able to pay our reps. And so we're working hard to somewhere along, along in the future to be able to pay our representatives or at least pay them a retainer so we can provide more welfare for the Defence Force. And that's our ultimate goal. So anyway, we'll see how that uh, unfolds in the future years.
0: And the service is a not-for-profit charity. How are you funded and where can people go to donate?
2: Well, you can go to our website. Our website is www.everymans.org.au. So that's www.everymans.org.au. Uh, you can go there and there's an uh, opportunity to, to donate online. Uh, also, you, if you wish, you can send us a, an email at admin at So it's admin at everymans.org.au. Or simply phone us. Um, our phone number here um, for donations is 02 area code. 605522 uh I beg your pardon 60552988 so that's zero two six zero five five two nine eight eight. um a lot of our uh we actually have two sources of uh, donations um we're getting a lot of uh RSLs and service clubs actually three I should say RSLs and service clubs are, are gradually coming more on uh, online we have uh defense force members who um both contribute to every man's uh, for the general fund And also support some of our reps personally as well. They actually pay their wage in part. So that's uh, what our Defence Force uh, members do. And also a lot of people in the churches, in Christian community, uh, have supported us too, of course, in the 70-odd years we've been around. So um, I guess there's three major sources of donations, and uh, we're always looking for ways to increase that, of course.
0: And obviously you're not just after donations, but also volunteers as well. What what can you tell us about that?
2: Yes, we're after people who... uh, uh, I guess we, we are look after people who are uh, looking to do a specific type of work. Um, the sort of work Everyman's does is, look, I've got to say it's very unique. Um, it's not chaplaincy. It's um, another thing again. And uh, so we do invite a lot of people to uh, consider if they want to come along. Everyone is open to apply. We do have a bit of a rigorous application pro- process because we do need to know that the we've got the right sort of person uh, in uh, Everyman's. And you have to be a person who's pretty much a listener uh, rather than a talker. Um, but also someone who is uh, sociable enough to sort of start a conversation as well. So uh, for a lot of our um, Defence Force personnel, sometimes they can, you know, surprisingly enough, they can be a bit shy and a little bit uh, reticent. Um, We're looking for people who can, you know, can be friendly, just be friendly, start a conversation, ask people how they're going. And we find from that uh, oftentimes develops, uh, you know, people then share their needs. And we have to be uh, discerning enough to obviously um, work out whether that's something that we need to, to go to the chaplain about or whether we can just have a just a... Good conversations good people do together to help them through a problem so um so the first point of call is uh, anyone is is welcome to come and apply um we give the person a questionnaire and we go through a process and in that process we might either say well look it looks like you're suitable or we might say look come back in a couple of years do this and that and something else and uh please come back in a couple of years to sort of uh, uh see if you can sort of reboot the process so uh yeah that's uh, sort of it in a nutshell
0: you, you've mentioned your website where else can people go to find out more about the service
2: we actually have a Facebook page, so if you are going to Facebook and just simply type uh, "search Everyman's Welfare Service," the Facebook page actually uh, keeps you more up to date with what we're doing day by day. Plus, it's just got some feature articles in there that we uh, hope people find interesting. And uh, yeah, we're getting quite a few likes, so it's uh, it's really good. Um, we actually uh, are able to also report little things like, uh, for example, Talisman Sabre, a big exercise we have just on uh, just recently up in Queensland around the Shoalwater Bay area. Included Americans, and were able to report a little bit about what was happening up there with our uh, representative up there, um, plus just general things happening around the bases, just uh, you know how people are going and uh, just different ways we're supporting defence.
0: That's great. Ken, thank you very much for your time today and uh, talking to us about Everyman's Welfare Service.
2: No problem. Great to talk to you.
0: That's the podcast for today. We're keen to hear your feedback. The email again is info at thanksfoyourservice.net or leave a comment on our Facebook page. Finally, if you're interested in sponsorship or support of this podcast, head to our website or email us. You can also support us via Patreon. The link is www.patreon.com forward slash thanks for your service. Thanks for listening.